InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Would you like to save tons of cash? We've got a family that can show you how to live better for less. InfoTrack's Jim Anthony has the details. Jim? Thanks, Chris. Steve and Annette Economides have been called the first family of frugal. Good Morning America dubbed them America's cheapest family. They are the authors of a bi-monthly newsletter called The Home Economizer, and they have also written a new book called America's Cheapest Family Gets You Right on the Money. First off, there's no coincidence between your last name and your livelihood now, is there? Well, you know, it used to be Smith, but we changed it to Economides when we wrote the book. No, 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 no. I'm just joking. <laughs> just joking. It really is. It's Economides, and it's Greek, and it means son of the steward. It's sort of amazing, isn't it? And how do you feel about being called America's cheapest family? Tell me about that. Well, you know, at first we were just kind of like, oh, man, that's not really a cool thing. But then we realized, how do you describe somebody that shops? smart and tries to get the best quality for the lowest price. We spent $350 a month on groceries and we paid off our first house in nine years and we've always paid cash for our cars and we don't use credit cards and we figured, you know what, if wearing that banner means that we can share with more people because they're curious about the way we live and that frugalness doesn't need to be deprivation, then we'll do it. There's the old adage, live within your means, but you say live below your means. And it doesn't come across as really appealing. I mean, Madison Avenue is always showing us the means we should be aspiring to. But what we found is as people have embraced this message, we're getting emails from all over the country saying, this is real life, this is stuff I can do, this is achievable. We're hearing an enthusiasm from people saying, I'm fed up with the bills and the credit card collectors and feeling like I'm treading water and not getting anywhere reaching my goals. I mean, we didn't start this process because we were in debt. We started because we were dirt poor. I was earning $6.50 an hour, and Annette wanted to learn how to manage the home. And what we discovered is, with one person paying attention to managing the finances and the other person earning it, the money went so far we were able to accomplish these things. Now, your book is divided into chapters that focus on everything from groceries to vacation. And in many homes, groceries consume a large part of monthly expenses. You have a big family, five children, correct? Correct. How much money do you spend on groceries every month? I think you mentioned it before, Annette. Yeah, we did, $350 a month. And that includes personal care products, cleaning products, paper goods. The average family is spending about $800 a month, and that's for four people. So they're spending $200 per person per month, and we're spending about $58 per person per month. Tell us how we can all do the same. Okay, I'll give you a couple of quick tips. The first one is to limit your trips to the store. There's many people going three and four times a week. And if you can somehow stay out of that store with tip number two, which is planning a menu... Sitting down once a week, figure out what you're going to do for dinner. It really doesn't take that long. You can really crank it out in 15 minutes, and it saves so much time and so much money. So tip number one is limit your trips to the store. Tip number two is plan a menu. Tip number three is use a list. Grocers are counting on impulse items getting thrown into your cart. So the more times you go without any kind of a list, the more times you're going to pick up more than you need. So use a list is number three, and number four is stock up on sale items. So what Annette will do is when she looks at the newspaper ads in our area on Wednesdays and looks at what's on sale in the store, if there's a certain cut of meat on sale and it's at our buy price, she's become the Warren Buffett of groceries and she's the commodities broker. She buys when it's cheap. We'll buy you know, 10 or 15 packages of that to stock up for the next six months. 
So you look for those sales, and then you take those sale items and you include those in your menu for the month, right. for the week. You know, there's many things you can stock up on way in advance without having to worry about them being not fresh or going bad. I mean, peanut butter and jelly and salad dressing and tomato paste, tomato products, cereal, you know, hot cereal, cold cereal. There's plenty of staples that every American family can have in their pantry and they can buy at rock bottom prices. What I got from reading your book, and I, and I think this is what you're actually saying, is that with a little pre-planning armed with knowledge and common sense, that can go a long way toward getting yourself financially secure. Absolutely. Look at businesses out there. Is there a single successful business that anybody knows of or works at that doesn't do planning? They don't forecast their sales. They have a budget. Everybody does it in business. Otherwise, they're going to be out of business. Well, what is different about running a family? A family is a small business. And if you don't turn a profit, you need to fire the administrator. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got to make a profit, and that means spending less than we take in. You know, we've got kids that we want to help be very successful and raised to be really responsible and good citizens. And in order to spend a lot of time parenting, we need to minimize the time we're spending on other stuff. Why do you feel it's difficult for people to get their financial house in order? What are people doing wrong with their finances? Really, society says if you want it, go get it now. And there's nothing in our society that says wait. There's nothing in our society that says what do you really need to be happy? Can you be content with little? You know, what really is the source of happiness for our lives? It's like we're chasing, chasing. We're always out spending, even for recreation, for clothes, for food. We just need to get off the roller coaster and stop and step back and take a look and say, what really is going to make us a good family? And I guess that's why I presume millions of Americans find themselves mired in credit card debt. You know, what can they do to start turning around the situation and head down a more profitable path. Well, they kind of need to take an attitude. We did this when we were first married. We said, you know what? We aren't going to do the credit thing. We just flat out said we aren't going to do it. So if you've been doing it, take those credit cards, put them on ice, put them in the freezer, make them hard to get to. And then you've got to come up with a plan. And it's just like grocery shopping, we have a plan. This one is simply write down all your debts, smallest to largest, smallest on the top of the list, largest on the bottom of the list, and somehow come up with an excess, whether it's $5, $10, $50 a month, Pay everybody something, but pay the most on that smallest debt. And you'll be able to pay that off usually in about a month or two. Once they start feeling this freedom that comes from being in charge of the debt instead of being a victim to it, it's going to be accelerated. And most people can do this and get out of debt within 18 months. We've seen it hundreds of times. Money will come in from unexpected sources, but they will be in charge. And if you have the philosophy that, you know, I'm going to try to avoid debt at every cost, and come up with creative ways to get what you need. Like, we clothe our family really well, but we don't go to the mall. We go to thrift stores. So we have name brands. We're not deprived in any way. We have things that look good on us, but we're paying pennies on the dollar compared to most people today. And I think you're alluding to this, but you talk about attitudes in the book, and how does attitude help your bottom line? You know, if we're spending our life looking at what everybody else has and wanting their stuff, we're never going to be content, and contentment is probably the biggest attitude that will make your money go further. If I have friends who are earning $100,000 and I'm earning 30000 and I try to emulate their lifestyle, I can do that for a while using credit, but I guarantee you there will be a day when I won't be able to go any further and I won't be happy. And the tower comes crashing down. Right. We've got to be content with what we have, and in America, there are so many yes. opportunities to get the things you need without spending a lot of money. Look at Craigslist, Free Cycle, 
the classified ads, garage sales. You don't need to spend retail. So one of our mantras is, don't pay retail. There are many ways to get the things you need for less. Annette and I were both raised in similar economic backgrounds. We used to shop at JCPenney's catalog outlet. Now, that is one way that we learn to save money, but there are hundreds more. Especially now with the advent of the Internet and so many places to go. Yes. Let's talk about kids again for just a minute. What are some of the tips on how to help parents teach their children about money? And I presume the younger the child, the better. Definitely, but it's never too late, and they need to know how to manage money. The elementary schools don't teach it. You know, high schools don't teach it. Colleges don't teach it. Well, as soon as they graduate from high school, the credit card companies want to teach them. When we give kids allowance, if we don't require them to do something real with that money, we just say, look, here's your allowance. You can go to the movies, you can go buy Nintendo, you can buy Xbox, you can buy whatever you want with it. That is not real life. They've got to put 10% into give, 20% into save, and they can spend the other 70%. We've become so materialistic in America, and we're not saying live with nothing, live in a cave. What we are saying is you've got to balance it with relationships. If we have a financial problem and we've saved all the money in the world, but we have no one who cares about us, no friends around us, how satisfying is that life going to be? And we've got to invest just as much effort in building relationships and helping our neighbors and helping our friends and being there for our family as we do in earning it. It's easy to earn a living. It's hard to make a life. Our guests have been Steve and Annette Economides, authors of America's Cheapest Family Gets You Right on the Money. And their web address is www.americascheapestfamily.com. Thanks for joining us today on InfoTrack. You bet. Thanks, Jim. I'm Jim Anthony for InfoTrack. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.